Hello, hello, and welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Donette, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Reset Strategist. This podcast is for the woman needing inspiration, motivation, and empowerment as she steps into her purpose and power. Each week, through our special guests, our hope is that you will walk away ready to recommit to loving yourself a little bit more and step into your own truth. Our speakers, like the everyday woman, has experienced some type of hardship and have overcome adversity. Our speakers will speak directly to you and give you tips on how to step into your fabulousness as you create the life you were born to live, a life where you are free and happy. Are you ready? Welcome everyone. We are live. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Donette, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Reset Strategist. Today I have a special guest with me, Renee. So I'm going to allow her to further introduce herself and tell us about where she's currently working and what she currently does. Take it away. Thank you so much, Marianne. I'm so glad that you asked me to be here. It's an honor. And yes, my, my name is Renee Vidor, and I am in Columbus, Ohio. I am currently a speaker, coach, and author. And I'll tell you what I love most about the coaching part is that I have a subscription group where I'm working with people who want to win at life and live without fear and all of that. So I'm excited to be here and be able to just be a part of what you're doing because it's amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So for me, 2021 is all about transformative freedom. So when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? That sounds like a mouthful and a mindful. (laughs) It's like transformative freedom. You know, freedom to me is something where I'm able to be who I am supposed to be. Like I get to just be me. And transformative, when I put that together with freedom, it's like, it's just a continuation. It's this journey of becoming more of who I was created to be. So I, I live that out. Like that's something that just really, I'm very mindful about being transformatively free. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about one of the, um, your greatest obstacle that you've had to overcome, what the obstacle was and what did that healing process look like? Sure. One of the obstacles I had overcome was just a couple of years ago, I lost my health pretty rapidly. I began to go downhill. I was out running, just typical running that I used to do every morning. It was February and Ohio was kind of cold. And I got back home and had a major asthma attack. I thought, what in the world's going on here? Something is not right. And I was 36. I ended up a few months later, finally going to my doctor as my health continued to decline. And she's like, you know, Renee, you're just getting older, you're gonna to have to deal with it. And I'm thinking, okay, all these different symptoms of um, disabilities that were happening and all of this, they're not normal, they're not healthy. And I eventually realized that I was suffering from what's called breast implant illness. And mm-hmm. I had had breast implants for nine years and never mm-hmm. thought anything of it. It was something that um, was back before I realized who I was, before I was having that transformative freedom. And yeah. I, but it was just normal for me because that's just what I lived with for nine years. And eventually they were turning on me and making mm-hmm. me very, very sick. So the obstacle that I faced was 
going through writing a book called Measuring Up How to Win in a World of Comparison and having that nearly published and then realizing, oh, I'm going to have to win again in a world of comparison and mm -hmm. have my implants removed. How how strange is this going to be? Mm -hmm. So that obstacle being something that was truly reformative because when I did have them removed, I was able to see that I truly was free. I truly was becoming more of who I was created to be and I didn't need that. So that was that's one of the obstacles I faced and how it turned out to be such a great a great thing that I went through. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about comparison, especially um, being a woman? Ooh, I think we all can relate to that word. Comparison. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, we have everything in this world when it comes to females. It's We're so visual. Everyone wants us to look, you know, we open up Instagram. It's like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to have my business running this way. I'm supposed to look a certain way. I'm supposed to own these things. I'm supposed to have a skin that's darker, lighter, is hair that's, you know, longer, shorter. It's just, it never ends. And yet, so yeah, and yet, you know, we were, we were actually created with comparison. It was, it's divinely in us for a reason. And yet yeah. our world has really changed it and made it into something that's causing more of a detriment instead of a benefit in our lives. So truly, I believe that as women, especially, we need to take control over comparison in our lives so that we can then utilize it to our benefit instead of it tearing us apart and tearing us down. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. So in regards to as it relates to women, what are your thoughts on why we become stuck and sometimes experience unfulfillment in our lives? Wow, there are so many reasons that we get stuck. And I'd have to go back to the root of so many of those reasons would be due to fear. I really think that fear holds us back. We're, we're afraid of what other people will think. We're mm -hmm. afraid of not measuring up. We're afraid of failing. Yeah. And we're also afraid of letting people down. There are so many different things around fear that keep us from moving forward. And when we, when we choose not to move forward because of fear, we stay stuck. But even more than that, I think that we like we decline. We actually end up just kind of like losing who we are and losing who we we're created to be. And so since we're not doing what we're designed to do, we just kind of like exist. And that's no place to be. But fear is a, in my opinion, a huge reason for why we as women get stuck. Mm, that is so true. And, and recently I started doing, um, I created a e-workbook titled the seven steps to overcoming fear. Mm. And for me, it actually broke the, um, the seven steps down even further. And I'm doing a weekly Facebook live on Mondays, just basically breaking each step down. And for me personally, fear stands for feeling empty, abandoned, and rejected. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, when we look at that, there's reasons behind our fear. So I think it's really important, especially as women, that we take a deep dive, look into what those reasons are, because we don't wake up just one day and automatically, you know, we're fearful of whatever it is. There's reasons, you know, deep down. That's so true. Our experiences, what people have said, the things that we believed about ourselves, yeah, there's so many reasons that we are fearful. You're right. 
I'd love to, I want to start listening to your lives. That sounds really good. Awesome. <laughs> so what piece of advice would you give to our listeners, particularly women that are ready to step into their own truth? They're not sure what it is um, or someone who may be, you know, experiencing some health issues. Um, like what advice would you give to someone? You know, that's a great question. You know, there, there are very, very different answers I would give to someone who's going through health issues versus someone who maybe is going through relationship issues or struggling with maybe insecurity. Mm-hmm. But yet, perhaps it all boils down to giving yourself some grace. As women, especially, we struggle in this world because we feel like we have to measure up. We have to get to the point of, of what everyone else thinks, all the roles that people put on us. We are yes. supposed to perform in a certain way. We're supposed to follow this script. And if we get off of that script, then we're not good enough or we are struggling and we're seen as not as proficient, not worthy. Our value is kind of cut in half. I would say give yourself some grace to know that we are not meant to arrive. We are not meant to get to a certain mold. We are each created unique. And no matter what, as we keep moving forward in this journey, we are going to have the opportunity to choose Mm -hmm. to either be who we're created to be or not. And so you need to embrace who you are with grace and dignity and know that you were created with value and worth. No matter what you're going through, your situations don't define you. It's actually your creator that defines you. So let's backtrack a little bit. You talked about um, the winner's circle and the book that you wrote. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? It's like what led you to write the book? What was that process like? And about the group that you um, created? Sure, absolutely. It took me a very long time to write the book. And especially as women, I'm sure that we can all relate to <laughs> having uh, family things get in the way, health issues get in the way. And I definitely was not void of any of that. So about three years, it took me along the process. And I was kind of hard on myself, to be honest. If you're thinking of writing a book or if you are in that process, again, give yourself some grace because it's not a it's not a journey that will be without struggle and without some bumps. But when I got to the point of being able to finally publish Measuring Up, How to Win in a World of Comparison, That was exactly when I was going through that health struggle. So I was able to go through and reevaluate. And this was what was so powerful about it was that the WIN process stands for weigh your costs, innovate your identity, and navigate your journey. And using those three steps, you can actually learn how to take control over comparison in your life. You also can use it for many other things, but... That might be another book, perhaps someday, who knows? (laughs) But with that, I was able to then again, use that method and just really realize that, yes, this works. This is something that God gave me that is completely working. And so that was helpful. It gave me the confidence to move forward the winner circle. And the winner circle is a group that is set up for accountability, support, encouragement 
it's a safe place where people are able to come in whoever created to be if they are a mom and they're raising children if they are a corporate person maybe they they're looking for a safe place to be able to practice being a normal human being without you know without having to be a boss Uh, we also have people who are self-employed business owners and singles those who are who are married and it's just it's really neat to have a diverse group of people that are working together with one mindset the whole goal is to win at life so we all were created to be winners, but some people are choosing to lose. And I've been there. I mean, there's times where I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm just, mm-hmm. I just can't win. I'm just done. <laughs> but, you know, having a group that allows you and helps, helps you to see and to pick yourself back up and is there for support, encouragement, and there's coaching, there's health coaching. We really look at the whole gambit of what it means to be a whole balanced person. And that is what the winner circle is. So it's a place for people to practice, to fail forward, to uh, really grow and become who they're created to be and do what they're designed to do. That's awesome. It's kind of like, it's a holistic approach. Correct, yes. Awesome. So what would you say has been the best motivating book that you have read? I love that question. There are so many good books and so many motivational books. But whenever someone says the best, I always have to go back to the Bible. For myself, mm-hmm. that is my, that literally the Bible is my my daily start. It's where I get my inspiration. It's where I go to for my first dive in for problem solving. Um, it's just, it really is my foundational book. But second to that, you know, a book that... There are so many, but a book that I find to be just timeless and classic and something that everybody should read over and over again is How to Win, Fr- How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm. I believe that is a book that, you know, learning how to be selfless and how to look at other people and get the results that you're looking for in not a selfish way, but in a way that you're just able to, I mean, it goes everything from marketing to relationships, it just spreads the whole arena. So I really enjoyed that book. Awesome. Awesome. So what does self-care look like to you? Because I'm pretty sure that you take care of yourself, um, <laughs> even with being a mom and a wife. Um, so what does like a good self-care routine look like to you? Oh, Marianne, I may be a bad person to ask. I got a story. So <laughs> I, was, I had a PT appointment just just a couple months ago, and I was working on getting back into being able to run again. My insurance stopped allowing me to go, so I'm not doing that self-care anymore. But I was there with a the physical therapist, and he had me lay down. And he said something about my back, and he's like, well, when's, what do you do for self-care? And I'm like, uh, what's that? he was like you're kidding right like like do you not know like like a massage or like this or that and I was like no I'm kidding but at the same time I'm not like I seriously don't really do enough of that so what I do personally for self-care right now would be I make sure that I am able to get my exercise in that may be on a nice early morning going out walking and watching the sunrise that may be on days when it's you know close to zero degrees here in Columbus. I'm not enjoying that sunrise as much, except through through my window. 
but I will go down to the gym and get that, get a workout in. But I find that to be helpful for stress relief. Mm. I would say as far as other parts of self-care, I do make sure that, like I said, I am in the word every day. That's part of my regimen as well as about once or twice a week, I allow myself to have a, have some dark chocolate. (laughs) I self care for me. (laughs) That's awesome. But even though it's not as, and I think that that's the problem that we as women sometimes overthink what self-care should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that, you know, it doesn't have to be anything lavish and expensive. You know, like you said, you know, going for your walks, it you know, helps clear your mind and things like that and keeps those positive hormones flowing. Yeah. And, you know, and the same thing with working out, especially being in the, you know, in the word and things like that. So that all counts as, you know, self-care. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's a really good point. And I'm here saying like, oh, I don't really do it. But the truth of the matter is even taking time for a chat with a girlfriend or Mm -hmm. allowing for when I have those thoughts, like, hey, I want to call and encourage this person or I'm going to take a few minutes out and do something here or there. Even making guacamole tonight because it's one of my favorite foods, that can be self-care. And it is a good point that you brought up that we need to celebrate and look at the things in our lives that are that are good for us it doesn't have to be something that's a big deal so thanks for bringing that up that's a really good point awesome awesome so now that 2021 is upon us what are you most excited about um aside from covid going away because i honestly don't think it's going away anytime soon <laughs> i know and you better not get into a big political talk because yeah we could probably go yeah. <laughs> i try to stay away from that but i i agree yes i would love for that to go away and i don't see much of a great horizon on, on for that but at the same time i don't look at circumstances as what's going to make or break a year 2020 actually ended up being a year that I published a book that had taken three years in the making and it took three months more than what it was supposed to just to even have it published. I didn't even know when my launch date would be because of how crazy it was. And yet that was also the birth of the winter circle. That was, there were so many different things that happened in a year that could have just been awful. And yet there were many awful things for many people. So don't get me wrong. I don't at all play that down. But when I look at 2021, I think about the word that I was given for the year. Every year I, I'm asking God, I'm like, okay, give me a word. And I don't look for it myself. I just allow it to come to me. And this year, the word is bold. And I actually try to give it back to him. Like, I don't think I want that one. Thank you very much. But that can be for someone else or maybe another year. But it just continued to surface. And after a couple of times of trying to give it back, I was like, all right, fine. I, I'll take it. I'll embrace it. So this year, what do I see and what do I look forward to? I'm actually, because I embrace it, I'm looking forward to what God has for me in that boldness or what what that looks like. Sometimes those words don't end up being the direction that I think they're going to. So I don't try to anticipate too much of what that will look like, but I am excited and I, I do continue to see that word just came up again today with an interview that I did for somebody else and highlighting them. And she said something about, yes, I did this program called Bold Something. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me hear more about that. So just being being bold and seeing where that takes anything that that God has given me, that's really where it's at for me this year. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. So where can our listeners connect with you at? And I'll be sure to just actually get like the correct spelling of everything and the details to make sure that it's in the show notes. But where can our listeners connect with you at? You are welcome to find me on Facebook and just look for my name, Renee Vidor. I have a business page there and I try to be very active. I'm also on Instagram and LinkedIn. I definitely do a lot on LinkedIn as well. So connect with me there. You can go to my webpage, ReneeVidor.com and learn a little bit more about me and we can start communicating. I also have a page called, uh, if you're interested in the winner circle, it's called BeAlifeWinner.com. And you can learn more about the winner circle and what we're doing there. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. So something new that I started doing with um, some of my recent guests is kind of like rapid fire questions. Um, so these are not sent in advance because it's the first question that pops to your head and it's like five or six questions. Um, so what is your favorite color and why? I love green. Green is like my go-to color. And I often wondered if it's just because I'm a redhead and there's something about redheads and green. I don't know, but <laughs> I just, I love green. However, my secondary favorite color is a bright blue. Like if you give me a Lamborghini, I don't want it in green. Give it to me in this like electric blue and I'm going to be speeding along. It's going to be my thing. Nice. Okay. And what is your favorite food? Ooh, well, I already said I love guacamole. But dark chocolate still has to be my favorite food. <laughs> Beach or mountains? This poor redhead girl should probably be saying mountains, but I still like the beach. I just got to stay covered up. <laughs> <laughs> and best vacation ever taken. And where did you go? Oh, there's a tie on that one. Israel is definitely one of my favorite vacations. And it was, it was something that the reason that it was such a great vacation is because I just really ex experienced God in a different way after going there. There's something about reading the Bible. Yeah. And yeah. then seeing, seeing exactly where Jesus was when he did this and said this and whatever, and then realizing, Oh, it's so different than I thought. So now I can envision it different. But as far as like real vacation vacation, it was a spree that my husband and I totally planned ourselves. We did 16 days in Europe. We started out in London and we were only there for half a day but we got to see the queen on her birthday parade. How crazy. Oh, wow. We didn't even know that was going to happen. It was just a last minute thing. And then we went to Paris and stayed there for a couple of days. It was okay. It was nice. Notre Dame mm. was pretty cool before the fire there. And then we went to Athens, Greece, and it was right during the riots. So that oh, wow. was interesting. It was, the food is amazing. It's beautiful. We flew down to Crete and that was the most beautiful place I think I've ever seen thus far. So that takes the cake there. We went up to Munich, I believe, and we got to stay in a castle, which is fun. And then we traveled Italy. So there was Venice and Florence and Rome. So we just hit a lot of places in a very short amount of time with only a backpack and like one or two pair of shoes. And that I would have to say was a lot of fun because it was so spontaneous and just wherever we wanted to go. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And what is your favorite flower? Mm, a rose, because I smell good. I don't know. I never really thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid fire, right? Awesome. <laughs> okay, so final question. What does fearless living mean to you? You know, as you know, I'm known as the fearless living coach. Um, so when you think of fearless living, what resonates in your spirit? What does that mean to you? 
For one, I love that. I love that you're the fearless living coach because there are so many of us that can use that continued coaching because that fear does tend to creep back in at times. When I think of fearless living, I think of just being able to move forward without any hindrances. It means that I get to do, this is my mantra, is to be who I'm created to be and do what I'm designed to do. And when I do that, I'm winning at life and I'm impacting the world. So fearless living means that I'm living the way that God created for me, which means that then I'm actually making a difference. I'm not here for no reason. I'm here to accomplish something and nothing's getting in the way. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Any last parting words before we close up? Yes. I would love to ask you a question. How about that? Okay. (laughs) So when it comes to fearless living, what would, what is one piece of advice that you would give that you could share? Because I want to learn from you. I would have to say affirmations Mm -hmm. and keep affirmations in the tense like you've already accomplished it. So for example, instead of saying, I want to be debt free, say I am debt free, or I live financially abundant, or money freely comes to me. So just keep it in the in the tense of you've already accomplished it because and repeat it to yourself several times a day. Keep it posted where you can see the affirmations every day, several times a day. Um, because we become our thoughts and we've been programmed by those that raised us by society things that we see on tv people that we hang around with so affirmations help retrain our thoughts and they seep into your subconscious and as they continue to be reinforced you will start living those consciously oh i love it i love it Well, yeah, my last parting thoughts on after that is just thank you so much for having me and thank you for being who you're created to be and doing what you're designed to do because it makes a difference. Oh, thank you. Awesome. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode and have a wonderful night. All right, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Renee. Um, I will be sure to have all the information on the show notes, so be sure to connect. As always, remember that you are a priority, you matter, and you are beautiful. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that podcast was beneficial to you. Be sure to click on the subscribe button, leave us a comment and share. We look forward to connecting with you at our website, MarianneRiveraDannert.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Remember that you are fearless and fabulous. You are a priority and you matter. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The hosts of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.